coming up on Just Elders Podcast. This is a serious episode. You know what I'm saying? We laugh a lot, but this is a serious episode because, like, I said, you know, I don't have all the answers. I say it all the time, like, bro, I don't have all the answers. There's been an ongoing conversation we always been having. And I was like, my boy, I was like, I don't have the answers, but we'll help you get them. You know what I'm saying? Three biggest lies we tell ourselves is let it ride, let it slide, let it go. You know, David is like, he really does love this sister. He loves his sister for real, for real. And um, the issue is happening is. Hopefully she's not trying to practice in her relationship. Um, for the, oh, y'all on the lease? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, keep going. So, uh, important question. Important Important question. We all hijacked the situation. Yeah, I know I'm wrong, but you do that shit too. (laughs) (laughs) But brother, that pride, that pride is how you sleeping on some of the best couches in in Atlanta. give yourself some praise like we was praising you for all your physical attributes but like what's something that you could really genuinely say like yo i'm good at this pause. or like this is like your pause <laughs> i knew it was going in there somewhere i've been waiting for brothers yeah, to be mature yeah, already, and comfortable bro. You, you heard me tra- we, we're doing this because we love our brother it's funny because a lot of the advice that he was saying kind of resonated with what uh you were telling me key a lot of it. So, I mean, it's... Yes, Keith. <laughs> All the shit he's learning about is shit he could have learned before they moved in together. The shit he could have learned before he started hitting it. But he started hitting it, and then he moved in, and now he's discovering all of these things. So he is under... I am oh, having a post not epiphany yes. conversation with his brother right now. Ready? Born ready. It's Tuesday. <clears throat> favorite day of the week. Because your favorite podcast is dropping. This week, it's for the lovers. Do me a favor. Turn this up. Let me hear y'all say it. Girl, you know I, 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 I love you. No matter what you do And I Hope you understand me Every word I say is true One more time Cause I love you <laughs> What's up people? It's your boy Elders You're tuning to the Best Elders Podcast The greatest podcast to ever get the airways I'm super excited because I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say it every time, but I mean it every single time. Congratulations. If you're just now tuning in, this is going to be your new favorite podcast because we have a great show lined up for you today. Before I get get into it, uh, I want to introduce this first person that's on the podcast. He is... um. I would argue one of my best friends have been knowing David. Um, he one of the people I met when I first moved up here. Got down with the May movement. You know what I'm saying? We've been rocking ever since. Uh, yes, sir. David is the first person to let me know I really wanted to get locks because he was the first nigga I hung around who had locks. 
You know what I'm saying? So the fact that David has had his locks since I known him and my shit is catching up, <laughs> that shit says a lot. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I pulled my shit out just for this nigga, man. Okay. Okay. I pulled my shit out just for this nigga, man. <laughs> yeah, man. He is uh it's, it's been a it's been a, a very long journey between me and this brother right here, man. And I'm I'm proud to say that, you know, this he's like a, a brother to me more than anything and you know, best friend, whatever you want to call it. As far as the locks is concerned, you know, I'm 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 proud to see the 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 youngsters have grown into their own and becoming, you know, young from, from boys to young men with their locks. So I'm I'm very happy to see that I, I inspired them. So thank you for the support, sir. No <laughs> like he said. <laughs> like he said. <laughs> this like he said though. Let's let's get into it. Cause he said, uh, this is my brother, man. You know what I'm saying? And I love my brother. And uh, so this is a serious episode. You know what I'm saying? We laugh a lot, but this is a serious episode because, like, I said, you know, I don't have all the answers. I say it all the time. Like, bro, I don't have all the answers. There's been an ongoing conversation we always been having. And I was like, my boy, I was like, I don't have the answers, but we'll help you get them. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just kind of get started, man. This episode, we came in Lenny Williams, bro. Lenny Williams, uh, and that song, the brother talks about how he loves a woman so much. And there's a part of it, you know, one time things got so bad till I, I had to call one of my friends and talk to him. I watched television till the television went out. <laughs> I played my records till I just didn't want to hear him anymore. Then I knocked on the door. I saw a car parked in the driveway. <laughs> and my knocks went nuts. <sighs> David, man. Um, I got somebody that wanted to talk to you today. And uh, I'm going to bring him on. And then we're going to start it, okay? Sound good. Okay. And we got uh, Keep a Mark on the mic. Mark, how you doing, man? Bless, man. Yeah, we're glad you're here, baby. Man. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, I am super excited to invite this next person to the microphone. It is my brother, my friend, someone who I look to for the answers when I cannot find them, when it pertains to love, family, fatherhood, and manhood overall. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause to my good friend, Dr. Gary White. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, uh, Eldridge? It's good to be on. I'm excited to jump into this discussion and conversation. Anytime and every time is the best time to engage in this discussion. So, my brother, let's roll. Uh, first of all, I just want to say congratulations, man. I see one of your daughters was engaged. Yeah, absolutely. That's my oldest one, Imani. So, a good young man. He had to do some work. Uh, definitely had to do some work. It was very interesting, Eldridge, because uh, I got these questions that everybody was uh, hitting me up, asking me, did he do the traditional thing of did he ask um, asking the father? <laughs> right. I was going to yeah, ask the same thing. And, 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 yeah, people were saying, well, do, do people, do young men still do that? And I said, well, you know, I don't know if fathers still do that, but he did. Hey, look. And, um, and so. Anybody, anybody with common you know, sense but, know he had to do that shit. <laughs> If nobody else, 
nobody else. It, it took him about two. I think he told me it took him about two months to get the nerve up. He had asked uh, my my daughter's sisters uh, first, and then he had asked my wife, and then it was like two months before he he asked me, and um, so it was good. We had about a three hour conversation before that moment. Wow. Well, and what? And not 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 to get distracted, but what made you know that he was ready for your daughter? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, let me tell Cause you. Because I got, I'm, I'm saying that because I got two, I got two fathers on the mic right now, and they both got daughters, yeah. so they listening. Yeah. Well, let, well, let me tell you this. Let, let me say this, and I'll say this to every father right here. You know, um, because we were young, and so you know, a lot of the games that people play, we didn't invent them. But here's the thing that I, I measure a young man by, and I tell everybody, I've been with my wife 32 years. Um, but here's the thing that I say. I don't pay attention to his degrees. I don't pay attention to his his education. I don't pay attention to his training. I don't even pay attention to his game. I don't really assess a brother, a young man, by his spirit. If he's a compassionate brother and if he's passionate, um, those are two important things. And then number one, in the relationship that he has with his mother and his um, and his siblings, um, that that's number two. And then number three, the most important is I paid attention to his circle of friends. Mm. And so part of my leading up to that, yes, had a lot to do with me meeting his friends. You know, who are your best friends in, in your circle? Because I had to look at how they were living and how they are treating relationships. And so between those three, his passion, compassion, his relationship with his mother and siblings, and then his circle, those were the, um, the tools that I used to assess. So I didn't get caught up about his dreams and his visions and his hopes and his aspirations because that's my daughter's job. I gave her experience and discernment. That's her. I don't care what he's driving. I don't care what you're trying to be me. I don't want to hear that motherfucking album. <laughs> look, look, that's real talk right there. Absolutely. That's, that's oh, real Y'all, I'm going to tell you because everybody got hopes and dreams. But, brothers, let me also, let, let me say this too as fathers because we have a responsibility with our daughters. And we have one tool that we've got to make sure our daughters have. And that's the spirit of discernment. I think one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. with a lot of young ladies out here in terms of their bad picks is that they didn't develop the spirit of discernment. Mm. Being able to discern and how they judge a brother. So, Elder, did you know I do all that work on pre-nut, post-nut? Yeah, we're going to talk about right? that today. We're going to talk about that today. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you, you know that. And when we get into it, I'm going to tell brothers, because so much that you learned about the person you chose and sisters, so much you learned about that brother, unfortunately, you acquired that knowledge in the post-nut. And not on the pre-night. And so we'll talk about the mating, dating, or relating because that's the work right there. You've got to relate. You've got to get to know someone. Not their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations. That shit, you can, you, know, you, you can have that. We all, hell, I dream every night. So, you know. <laughs> so really, really fast, before we dive into the conversation, can you just kind of qualify who you are for my listeners that don't know who you are, what type of okay. practice you have, and everything like that? Thank you. Okay. Uh, my name is Dr. Gary O'White. I'm a, a licensed uh, social worker and therapist. I've been practicing in the field for about 22, 23 
years, my area of focus uh, is and can, can and shall always be focusing on the, uh, the family, particularly African-American families, working with couples. A lot of work that I do um, with men, um, the School for the Better Making of Men and Young Boys, um, teaching them, um, and I'll talk to you all a little bit about these um, these uh, critical characteristics of manhood development, but I do a lot of work in counseling. I'm also a professor at Clark Atlanta University in the School of Social Work, and I teach, actually, advanced clinical social work practice. I teach um, um, uh, counseling and therapy with uh, black uh, families. I teach um, work around African-American families as well. So everything I do centers around the betterment um, um, of in building up and strengthening black families. So Eldridge, it, uh, the logic then goes to follow, being a member of Let Us Make Man, I do the workshops around restoring the black family because believe it or not, um, here's what I do know. I have an undying hope and belief that if we can strengthen the family, but more importantly, if we can strengthen that individual, start with myself, then the family, cover the block, go into the community. So if I can work with those brothers, around their self-improvement, then inevitably that will have them ready to work with the families. So that's my area. Um, much of that work has also been around custody issues, um, mediations, and uh, helping uh, conflicting couples find that middle ground and teaching them about the casualty of war. That means when children, when parents divorce, there's a casualty. You can't avoid it if you have children is a casualty, so I do a lot of work on trying to reduce the casualties. Um, so I do premarital counseling, and of course, I help people have successful divorces as well. Well, that's what's up. So, uh, to my listener, give him a round of applause for all of that, the brother doing the work. <clears throat> so, to my listener, listening, you understand why he's here, and and now I will, I will let you know. Uh, one thing I love about having brothers and friends. Uh, Dr. Gary is just, he's one of my brothers from Let Us Make Man. He is someone I consider a friend. And you can just call on friends when you need them, even when they don't know what they're being called on. There we so, go. so he don't know why he's being called. <laughs> he just, he just know I told him to pick up the phone call. Damn. So let me introduce you to everybody. Let me introduce you to everybody on the phone. Uh, you know, Keith, my producer, okay. Keith is here. How you doing, brother? Right. Yeah. Uh, you Mark, he's our Keith? videographer, also an in-house host in the building. Peace, King. And uh, last but not least, one of my good friends, one of my best friends, David Toombs. David, say what's up. Peace, peace, peace. So we're here because David David is my best friend, and I've been knowing David uh, for a while now. And David's having some relationship issues. Um, oh. He's in a relationship. Um, great young sister, you know, or <laughs> I would say she's a great sister. It don't take away, their relationship don't take away from who she is. And, uh, I'm not one person to like give advice that I don't necessarily know about all the time. So I just, I just told, I told, you know, anybody don't see my relationships, you know, I'm solid for three months. What's your relationship get out of three months? That is out of my expertise. One so, uh, Dr. Gary, you've been married. Elders, for you strong and hard for three months. Hey, three months, man. I got you covered. But after that, you know, I got to bring in the big guns, someone that has been married for as long as you've been married and in the spirit. So I'm going to kind of let David just, I'm going to let David talk from here. And then we just hear, and we're going to go. You can ask him any questions you want to ask him, but we're going to dive into it. David. All right, go ahead, David. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't know where to actually start with with this conversation. I'll just go ahead and uh, yeah, just ask let me, me any let question, me do it. You know. this, let me do it this way. Okay. Let me do it this way. What's the biggest problem you all are facing right now? I would say communication because uh, my personality is like this. Like I'm I'm kind of cut and dry. If I care about something, I care about it. Okay. If I don't, I don't. And I don't like to be forced okay. to care about anything I don't give a damn about. So that's just what it is. So let's say, for instance, um, you have social issues. You have things that are going on in the world or whatever like that. And I only have but so many, uh, just to be quite frank, I only have so many fucks to give with, when it comes down to certain things. So I'm very cut and dry okay. when it comes down to that kind of thing. I don't really, if if it's not something that's concerning, you know, me and my people and all that kind of stuff, I don't really care. So I don't, I don't have like a bleeding heart for everything and every everything. And that's just one thing. Um, and for the most part, uh, I'm very well versed when it comes down to communicating. But when it comes down to me and my relationships with my lady, um, there have been a a block as far as uh, uh, communication on 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 both of our ends. For the most part, I would say me. Um, it's been a lot of things that's been going on that's been transpiring between uh, her and I, her own personal issues, my own personal issues. And um, over a period of time, it's just been a, a lack of communication. I want to say more so on my end. I don't want to, you know, throw, throw her on the bus because women, nine times out of ten. All right, we got to cut your mic. Doc, look, look here, Dr. White. This is this is okay. why we call sure. for the intervention because he keep doing this. Go ahead. Let's let's talk about it, Eldridge. Yeah, like like because he keeps saying it more so on his end, Doctor White. We, we're doing this because we love our brother. Like let, let, let's let's okay. set, let's set the table. Let, let's describe David to you because this ain't this, yeah. Because all right, go ahead. There we go. David is in Atlanta. He has a car, <laughs> a good job. He's in he, school. <laughs> he has no kids. Ooh. He is socially conscious. He volunteers regularly. <laughs> Like he's a okay. good Hold dude. On. He has he, locks. He has locks. <laughs> he has locks. <laughs> like, and he's tall. <laughs> he, he, okay. he don't have bad hygiene, right? So look. So, so come on, Doctor White. So look. Okay. So, that's the list. That's so the let me end. say this right quick before we go. So all of those, with the exception of not, uh, those last three, all of those, with the exception of last three, <laughs> are basic expectations of a black man. So you don't. Exactly. You ain't getting no awards exactly. for me for those. Those are. Those are just given. That's what come off the truck. Yeah, not in now, Atlanta though. <laughs> not in Atlanta, Dr. White. No kids. No kids. Hey, hey. You can find all that, but without the kids, right. Dr. White. Hey, hey look, 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 let's let just get right into it for real. So, like, why we go ahead, y'all? Go ahead. Like, why we here? Because you know, David is like he really does love this sister. He loves his sister for real, for real. And um, the issue is happening is they're getting into conflict, uh, confrontations. They're arguing. And then it's always because they, they moved in together. They now, they first they started, okay. they were dating. Now they moved in together. And now it's always. Now they're related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they're always asked. She's always asking him to leave the house. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, like, if you really want to be in a relationship, you can't leave. Like, you're going to lose every time if you actually want to be here. And David wants to be in a relationship, but he keeps like, this has been something that's been going on for a year. But I feel like he's doing the same thing, expecting different results. And okay. he's here just so to get more let tools. Me go. Let me in the game, coach. And uh, look, before you go, and she's a, also a psychiatrist. She's a uh, 
What she she's a therapist. Yeah, yeah, she's a therapist as well. A doctor. So, so well, let you in the game. Tag in. Okay, so here's a couple things. Number one, first of all, with her, um, hopefully, she's not trying to practice in her relationship because first and foremost, as I always say, that the tools that we use in the outside world are not designed to work within your family. So for me as a therapist and an activist, those tools are not designed to work in the family. So when I come home in the world, I'm Dr. White, I'm a scholar, I'm a professor, but when I come home, I'm husband and father. So let's just hope that she's not trying to apply the tools and let's just hope he's not a trying to apply the tools that he used in the outside world inside, number one. Number two, I found it interesting that he kept saying that one of the cornerstones of this position is that he can give a fuck. But the truth of the matter is, I, I suspect that he does. And yep. But the, the, the question really sits around this. If you don't really give a fuck, like you said, then let's just say on a scale of one to ten, ten is I care a great deal about it. One is I don't give a fuck. So when he's telling me that most of his issues are around a one, then there would actually be no arguments because if he doesn't give a fuck, then if she's at a ten and he's at a one around an issue, then there wouldn't be a debate. There's often only a debate when when people are being honest with themselves about how they feel about an issue. So he might say, I don't give a fuck, but the truth of the matter is, depending on what that issue is, he could be at a five or six or a seven around it. That's number two. Number three, and this one is very interesting, is that I wonder how much do they argue over matters of opinion versus matters of a fact. Mm-hmm. Meaning today uh, is today um, is today a beautiful day. That's an opinion. Am I on the phone with you all? That's a fact. If you are arguing your opinions the same way you already argue your facts, or you arguing around factual matters the way you do opinions, then it's problematic. Because if it's an opinion that you all have a disagreement about, then guess what? Then there is no winner because it's yours. It's your opinion. And so oftentimes when people get frustrated, then they run to, I don't give a fuck. But you do because it's your opinion. You know, I have my opinion about the best football team um, in the league, regardless of how they're playing. I could get into a debate with somebody around the clock, but that's an opinion. The challenge that happens a lot of times with communication is that we get our opinions masquerade as facts. And when our opinions masquerade as facts, we become, um, we become passionate about it in the point of dysfunction. Now, here's the last part I'm going to give, and then I'm going to ask some more questions, is our level of emotion. You see, there's something that happens when we become more emotional. A lot of times people could use anger management, but it's really emotional management. And so the thing I would say to this brother is this. you got to understand, the more emotional you become, you go from being, if on a scale of 1 to 10, you go from being logical to illogical, mm-hmm. rational to irrational, mm-hmm. reasonable to unreasonable, Right. Uh, able to listen to you can't hear shit. So when people become more emotional, and one of the major ways we know that they are becoming emotional is because there's language change. Language change means this. Now you cursing. Now you maybe calling the person out the name. Now you are bringing up old issues. Now you are taking these concrete steps. I'm the man or I don't give a fuck. The, the truth of the matter is you're starting to get more emotional. When you cross that line, becoming emotional becomes problematic. Why? Because when you become emotional, then you, you want to win. 
So it ain't so much, you know, one of the things I've learned, if I take off my, my practice hat and put my husband hat on for years, I'm going to tell you that I'd rather be happy than win. Mm. Especially if, according to what he says on a scale of one to 10, it's a, he could give a buck a one. So then if it's a one, then there wouldn't be an argument. And so those become some other pieces that I think are critical um, um, in this, um, you know, in this journey. And, you know, really, and the last part of that, too, is that you all are relating. And so I always talk about mating, dating, relating. Elder, you've seen me have that conversation a million times. Yeah, that thing got me mating, messed up. You, you can start <laughs> mating with someone the day you meet them. Right. So you got absolute control over over uh, when you mate, the frequency of you mate, and how quick you mate after you meet someone. You also have control over dating. You could date someone the first night. You could date someone 100 times a day. That's dating. You got control. But the one thing you have no control over, and that's relating, the getting to know someone. And here's where the pre-nut, post-nut piece come in. Because the, rate, the relating piece is about understanding his history, she understanding his history, he understanding her history. He used the word, he used the coded word personal issue. Well, all those things, but what happened is, most people move in about 60 days, 60, less than three months after they meet, they move in. Usually about two weeks after they've met, they didn't hit it. And so now somebody thinks just because they're having sex and it's increasing frequently that they've crossed some major milestone. But the truth of the matter is that it may be a, a, a big moment for him or for her but it may just be a nut for him. And so if she's given that, that sexual encounter as a significant milestone, but it's just a nut for him, the challenge with relating is that there are so many things you need to understand about someone before you start investing. We control, we confuse love with this real thing called emotional investment. And so people get all emotionally invested in someone and they confuse it for love. So y'all know I could go into this, but you know, He's in the relating phase right now. So all these issues and everything he's discovering, all the shit he's learning about is shit he could have learned before they moved in together, the shit he could have learned before he started hitting it. But he started hitting it, and then he moved in, and now he's discovering all of these things. So he is under... I am oh, having a post-nutty conversation with his brother right now. Exactly. So with that being said, if he's... <laughs> during this relating phase... Should he be yes. trying to do it in their home or should he continue all right, all right. to be separate? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, Doc. So I got, I want well, to put some things well, in context. Time, hold on. He about to say something. I want to put some things in context. Should he because, do it in a home or should he do it separate? What do you mean? Oh, hold on. He about to put it in context. He so uh, to answer some, just to get some things clear, um, me and my lady, we met uh, 2018. Um, we worked together originally. Um, we dated. You know, dated and made it, I guess, for, you know, 2018 and, and in October 2019, we actually moved in together. Um, I had my own mm -hmm. place. She had her own place. We decided to go ahead and try to make it work as far as moving in together. Um, for the Both y'all on the lease? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Keep going. So, uh, <laughs> important question. Important, important question. question. I, so, I want to I say this. I want to say this. Uh. I'm not going to make an excuse on the, uh, uh, but you know, of course the coronavirus situation 
is uh, one of the biggest things that happened with a lot of people as far as the jobs and whatnot. So I lost my job right. going into 2000, uh, 2020. I lost my job like pretty much the beginning of the year. Uh, so I went through a lot okay. of hardships as far as my financial situation. Um, she helped me, she helped yeah. me down. Um, she helped me down. For he never me. stopped working though. I got to put that out. Well, he was working. He was doing odd jobs. He was doing he, odd he jobs. He on the couch. We yeah, got to put that in. Give yourself okay. some Once again, not common in Atlanta. So, it, yes, I'm my own worst critic when it comes out to certain things because I'm around so many like established, well-rounded brothers to the point where I look at myself as a reflection of them. So for the most part, like he is, he's like. Don't use me for an example. Established. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say more so as far as like. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, not look, Gary know me. I'm the baby in Lettuce Man, man. He know what I am. <laughs> Let me be real clear about E. E going to make okay. a way. Let's, let's, I'll put it like that. He going to make a way. So, um, as as far as I'm concerned, um, I look at myself and I say I'm I'm very hard on myself as far as my my situation. So I lost my job at the beginning of the year. I was doing little odd jobs here and there. Um, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. Uh, okay. And compound of me and her having uh, arguments and you know discussions about not only money but just uh, changes in the relationship. You know, changes in communication. Mm-hmm. And it just trickled down and got worse and worse and worse. We're not going out as much. Uh, we're not doing the same things we used to do. It's you know just yeah. These are the re- the, yeah. The, this is the, the these are the out the outcome of of the the, the diminished communication. Exactly. So yeah, I, I exactly. see I see some of the change. But let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. uh, She saw you working. So what were the the you you said you all start having financial um, arguments? Mm-hmm. Was that because the amount of contribution you were making, you were not able to do it at that level? Exactly. I mean, I, I wasn't making a whole lot of money at all. I was, you know, I put it like this. I had to, the letter, it, it was a let us make man meeting in 2000, 2019. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much got me on board to start working in 2020. Black so, man lab. Black, Black man's lab. And um, okay. I was making, when I say no money at all, I was making no money. I had to walk to 15. a bus stop to make, Good. basically make about a hundred dollars a week, just doing nothing, sweeping up okay. whatever, that, whatever I had to do to, to, to make some money. So I wasn't being, I wasn't able to contribute as much as I normally would have been able to contribute or, you know, so that was just one of the biggest issues we had. But you was in school at the same time too, right? Yeah, I was, I was. Who, I was let, let, let me ask you, who does that bother more, you or her? Uh, Good question. It bothered me more. I would say it bothered me because I'm the type of person I I, I love being like, I love having the ability to be able to do how, what I want to do, how I want to do it in a sense, even if I don't have any money. If I'm able to kind of like go to the park or if I'm able to be able to move, I didn't have a car at the time, so I wasn't able to move and do the simple things that I normally would do to kind of like, to to relieve my stress as far as, you know, know, things or whatnot. So, so, brother, let me say this to you. See, as black men, as men in general, but I, I'm, I'm going to talk about black men. We've, we've been socialized to be the breadwinners and have the financial control and things of that regard. But here's the most amazing thing about when you enter a relationship, sometimes particularly with a soulmate. Mm. When, you, when you enter a relationship with someone and a soulmate, there's this spiritual thing that also happens, too, and that is the relationship gets tested. Now, you've got to understand that during the course of a relationship, 
um, you're, you know, you'll be a base and you'll be a bound. What that means is that, um, you know, how you all do as a couple with you losing your job and she's got to hold it or how you all do as a couple and she loses her job and you've got to hold it. A lot of times when it's the man that has lost the job, the conflicts and the arguments began to increase. And that's twofold. Um, sometimes it's because the, the, the woman will still demand a certain level of financial contribution, but a lot of times it's the man kicking his own butt because he's far, he's walking around and he's angry with himself and he's angry at the situation because he has a history of giving and a history of doing and a history of being able to, to, to provide. And then suddenly that's gone. But brother, I'm going to tell you this right now is these types of crises and situations from a relating standpoint that you begin to really learn about a relationship. Now, if it's you that is facilitating the conflicts around the finances and not so much her, then there's work that, that would need to be done with you to say, guess what? If you got the sister and she's holding it down for you, then let's examine that. But if it's the other way around, like you don't have that level of financial contribution and now she's riding you, either you going to give in or or not, then that becomes uh, problematic. And sometimes circumstances come about that, you know, that's the beautiful part about relating is that you learn a lot about people. I just, try to create a scenario where the relating happens, you know, before the move in and definitely before the marriage. You know, this is why the divorce rate is at a catastrophic level because people go from mating, um, dating and marriage, and then they get into marriage and start relating. And then they discover, now this is even bigger than a post-nut epiphany. This is a post-nut marital epiphany. And so you are just at the phase, but really, I just want to know, you know, who's harder on, who's harder on the position you all in right now? Is it you or is it her? As far as finances are concerned, I'm definitely, uh, I'm harder. Like, and, and here's the thing. She's going to always, uh, you know, ride me and be on my ass about my finances. Cause she knows that I have the ability to be able to do more. And it is what it is on that. I, but slow down for a second uh-huh. and help me understand what that means. Help me understand what that means now. You, because what you're telling me now is that she'll ride you and be in your ass, meaning that you're not working enough, you're not making the best business decisions, you're not looking for nor. What does the ride mean? Because that's a good cold word, but I don't okay. know what it means. So we both we started working together at a, a hospital. Uh, we met there, and right? We developed a relationship. Uh, at that hospital and things kind of, you know, took the natural course from there. Uh, I was making a certain amount of money there. And, you know, I I had to take a massive pay cut. And uh, really, I don't okay. want to, I don't want to focus so much on the money itself because I'm a firm believer that money comes if you make, if you make the right decisions and money comes and goes, you know, but it's, it's well, let me know. say this, let, let me tell you why, let me tell you why I'm, taking a few steps down that road. Okay. It's because it's not the money, but it's how you respond to not having it. That's why I asked who rides more around, who's having more issues around the the, the financial issue. Is it you or her? Because mm-hmm. if it's you, then again, what's happening is that you are making the issue and, and you're facilitating argument or now the point that you're in right now where you, claim that you can give a fuck, but that's, you know, that's not real. 
but that's how you, that's the language you have to use to cope. And the problem is using that language to cope. I could give a fuck really becomes a tool that you use because that impacts her. Why? Because what if this sister is someone who's trying to show that she's care or trying to work with the compensation compensate for that. And then your universal response is, if I give a fuck, I think more progress will happen when you're honest about those things that you do give a fuck about. Now, leaving, you know, I'm always challenged brothers about, you know, just up and leave, you know, because, you know, you know, that, you know, anybody can do that. I mean, there's no skill or prerequisite to just quitting, but it takes some time and skill to be able to listen. The attentive ear, that's what that's about is, listening and understanding where the gaps are. And I'm going to tell you, opinion versus fact becomes problematic. So, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, we always want to know, like, when I was just asking you earlier, should he do it there or should he leave or do it at home? Meaning, there, uh, there have, and you correct me if I'm wrong, like, she's asked you to leave the house before. Most definitely. Right, so she's asked you to leave and you asked a very important question. You were like, is both y'all name on the lease? And it is. So it's both they house. So I'm like, bro, one, that's your house just as much as hers. Two, if you still want to be in this relationship, I personally wouldn't leave. But again, after three months, I ain't no good for information. I'm just wondering. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> like, but, what should but if, I love this, but let me just do this. Is that what it said at the midst of an argument, just leave? Most no 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 not at all. So we got to that point after a certain period of time of uh, just being quite frank. You was you were saying earlier about uh, becoming a lot more emotional. And as I get older, I'm starting to understand that I'm a lot more emotional than I even uh, understood about myself. You know, um, being a lot more aware of how emotional or how uh, not in control of certain emotions I have is just becoming a lot more. Uh, it's it's my eyes are getting open to that. So clarify that's that, a, yeah. stop right there. Yeah, that's, clarify that, stop yes. right there. That's a that's a powerful first step for you. Okay. Because the truth of the matter is men are far more emotional than women. It's just that women's emotions is external. So they'll cuss you out and scream and let it all out, but men's emotions are internal. So you will hold it in and it'll manifest itself in all kind of other areas because mm-hmm. we not been socialized, so we'll cuss, we'll act a fool, we'll punch a wall, we'll, we, you know, we'll leave, we'll quit, we'll we'll make erratic decisions, Dang, but wait, that's because our emotions, we're having an implosion, we're imploding. Women explode, men implode, mm-hmm. but both of them are unhealthy and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Uh, so, 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 but, uh-huh. yeah. Go ahead, Y'all are at the best place right now. All this reflection and everything you're seeing, I'm going to tell you right now, you all are at the best place to begin to do some work where you can start to acknowledge certain things. But, you know, when you, the three biggest lies we tell ourselves is let it ride, let it slide, let it go. And what happens is, is that when there's a difference of opinion and then you say, you know what, I'm going to let it ride, I'm going to let this slide, let it go. But we don't. We don't. We store it. We build it up. And then what happens, like a pressure cooker, it can get to a certain point because we don't let it ride. We don't let nothing ride. If it's not resolved, then it's going to manifest itself again. There's a difference between resolving an issue and resolving an issue. 
these are an issue, mean y'all just stop talking, but the issue takes another form. It's like sugar cubes and black coffee. The, cube, the sugar is still there, but it's crystallized and taking another form. But to resolve it means y'all have talked about it and you all have found resolution. True resolutions of issues, they don't ever come back up. Okay, can I ask you a question there? Because that was that's, a, that's an incredible point. One of the, my biggest issues is is if we're having a conversation about something, and I, this is one of my, my this is a go to term for me. If I say something, it's not that deep, right? So, uh, if we having a conversation about something, and I I believe it's like trivial. Let's say we talking about you said earlier about like the weather or something like that, or a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 mad enough to to admit if. If I have an opinion about something and my opinion uh, is my opinion and you have your opinion about something, I'm a firm believer in just agreeing and disagreeing and leaving it there and keeping it moving. I don't want to go back and forth about some. I don't want to go back and forth about something that could potentially get right. us into an argument about it. And I'm I'm good at just being like, you know, can we set this here and possibly resolve the if, uh, the issue later on? But I don't. But sometimes she wants to talk about it. And we'll get into a conversation that will last literally an hour and a half, two hours about something. And she starts bringing up all old, and and I'm not going to say. The sky is blue. Yeah, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to say. So all let me give you this. a tool. Mm-hmm. Let, let me give you a tool. Let me give you a tool. Okay. Here's a tool, right? One of the most powerful tools that you can do is listen. Nonverbal communication. And then that's it. No feedback, no, you know, if you're trying to understand, because, brother, here's the biggest problem that people make, is that the the first thing you must do is demonstrate your understanding of an issue before you say you agree or disagree with it. What happens with us is that we disagree with something, and then, but we've not demonstrated that we understand. So, the extent of a conversation you have around a heated issue is to first demonstrate that you understand her perspective. Understanding does not mean you agree. Now, once you understand her perspective, you got two options. One is to say, did I demonstrate that I understood? Yeah, okay, good. I disagree. That's one. And number two is, once you demonstrate that you understand and it ain't that big of an issue, you say, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I understand. And you leave it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to use it. I like so that. David wants to get back in the house. How should he go about getting back home? Because that's, that's the real question of the day. He's not in the house now? No. No. Where is he? We're sitting Where are you staying? <laughs> We're sitting on his bed right now. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So um so what prevents you from saying, Baby, I'm coming back home? Mm. I guess pride, you know. There we go. Thank you. Say it again. Oh pride. I'm 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 well aware of what's going sure. on with me. Yeah. You know? So so for all the listeners out there and for your other boys. This is why I said very early in the game, the notion of I give the fuck is one of the biggest myths. He does. He's a compassionate and a caring brother. So someone who has compassion and caring, and guess what? He's got these traditional values. That's why he can work and do these things. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm Dr. White. I, I'm a professor and all this, but if I had to, I'd work at Walmart. It wouldn't think a sudden second about it because of my values. But brother, that pride, that pride is sleep. How you sleeping on some of the best couches in in Atlanta? <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? But you you go home, and then you 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 make it in your mind that I've got to learn how to listen. 
A man is never going to argue a woman because that's not our tool. It ain't. But we can out-listen. Mm. You got to learn to develop the tool to listen. If she is passionate about something and it's a level 8 or a 10 to her, but the truth of the matter is it's only a, on a scale of 1 to 10, the issue is about a 2 or 3 to you, then brother, let her have it. Mm. Because you know, again, the three biggest lies we tell ourselves, let it ride, let it fly, let it go. The truth of the matter is, if it's a true two, then you could just let her have it and keep it moving. But if the truth of the matter is that if you've lied to yourself and it's really an eight, it's problematic. But here's the other part, too, is that if you think you've got to win, that's why I said earlier, I'd rather be happy than win. If you think that I got to win, right, my pride, you know, um, certainly I'm defining this notion of manhood by me taking a stand and holding the ground. If you're doing all those unhealthy things, then guess what? You know, your, your shelf life in any relationship you enter won't be there. But learning to listen, what's important to her and what's of, of value to her, make the distinction between opinions versus facts. I, me and my wife, we will argue and debate all the time over opinionated things, right? She's from San Francisco. I'm from the Oakland side, right? We'll debate about the 49ers and the Raiders. That's, I mean, we'll do that, but we know we in the midst of that disagreement, we don't forget that these are just opinions. Mm-hmm. It is opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, agree to disagree. But the last thing I'm going to give you on this one, brother, is that you've got to learn, uh, you know, when you want to have a conversation with your girl, have an issue of free conversation. So here's what I mean. Y'all agree right now, we're going to work in our communication. So once a week, from seven, starting at 7 o'clock or whatever night, we're going to just sit down. Let's put together an agenda, and let's just talk about issues. We tend to, dysfunctional things people tend to do is that they want to talk about issues when there's an issue. Mm. Mm. And you've learned, you've been trained to only talk about an issue when there's an issue. But when you have an issue-free conversation, okay, babe, we, we're in a meeting seven. Now you got on your part of the agenda that we got to talk about how am I doing with fi- my finances. And at the same time, you know, I, you get to talk about how frustrating it is that you're not making the income level that you're doing. Well, guess what? Because it's an issue-free conversation, then you don't feel the need to defend yourself. She doesn't need to feel the need to defend herself. She's listening. But you've got to put, you know, when you're the child, you thought of the child, become a man, put away those childish things. That pride walking around on your shoulder, now you put that away. The most powerful thing that you could do is go home and say, let's get this right. Say that one more time. And let's start what's, by listening. What's the most powerful thing you can do? I said the most powerful thing that you could do is put that pride aside. Go home and say, baby, let's listen. Let's you know, I want to. I want to start this conversation. Let's set up some time. Let's improve our communication. Part of that is, baby. I want to have some issue-free conversations. Seven o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Let's just meet. Let's put together. Here's the standard agenda. Every week we're going to talk about our communication. Every week we're going to talk about our finances. Every week we're going to talk about our. Um, um, a relation, uh, a romance. Every week, we're going to talk about how we can make the relationship better. You have those things on the agenda, and each week you put something on the agenda that you all of them are positive oriented. Do not 
start a conversation with a deficit. Mm. I don't like the way you do so-and-so. If you don't like the way I do something, that means that there is something that you like. Mm. So if I, if you say, I don't, instead of saying, I don't like the way you stop talking when we uh, get into these debates. Well, then the opposite side of this is, you know, I want you to talk more. Mm. Okay. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm. So when we start talking about the positive, we're saying, what we want to do more of, because inherently to do more of something means to do less of something. So if there's a behavior that's really problematic, what's the opposite side of that behavior? And focus on that, not reducing the problem, but improving the desired behavior. Okay. How am I doing, brother? Hey, look, you just equipped... You just equipped me. I'm good for the next four months of my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm hey, only taking so notes. Hey, I, I got my notebook out. <laughs> well, I'm texting my girl right now. Like, we better have this agenda. <laughs> no, yeah, there we go. But, but yeah, brother White, true. brother White, what 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 kind yeah. of equipment can you give us? Uh, and this can go to all the brothers too, because it's not just David. It's not okay. just David. We, it, like, and, and I want David to know we all done been through this. What we's talking, what he's talking about, his relationship. Y'all, I live mine out loud. Y'all seen my shit. So yeah. like, go so all right. 70 something episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but what, what equipment do you have for brothers in, in this cohabitation situation when you are in an argument and your woman does say, get out? What equipment do you have okay. for us? Should we just go? Should we, should we argue back? Like what, what equipment do you have? So, for us oh man, I'm about to mess you. I'm a, I'm about to mess you up. You know, <clears throat> I want you to think about a pyramid, right? All right, all right. At the top of that pyramid, the top of that pyramid is get the fuck out. <laughs> right? That's at the top of the pyramid, okay? Right. Now, why do I give you that visual and tell you the top of the pyramid is get the fuck out? Here's the reason why. I don't want to give you no advice on what to do when y'all get all the way up there. I'm going to give you some advice what to do at the base of the pyramid. Mm. Mm. You, do you understand me? Okay. I see it. So these are some things to do before you get to the get the fuck out. The only way you can get the fuck out is you neglect it. The more intense it becomes, the fewer options you have. So at the base of the pyramid, it begins with number one, understanding you can't deal with five, six issues all at once. Right. So whatever the issue is, you deal with that particular issue. Now, um, and learning to listen and demonstrate your understanding first. Before you agree or disagree, she has to know that you understand her her position. And remember, a lot of times that's critical for women is to make sure that they heard and understood. Now, if we don't, because your defense mechanism is, is I could give a fuck, you just took another step up the pyramid. <laughs> so you start at the base by demonstrating your understanding of her position. That's, that's, that's number one. Um, number two, um, at the, um, also critical at the base is, uh, getting clarity, Mm. getting clarity. So what you're saying, that means that, so let me make sure I get this right. So are you saying X, Y, and Z, right? So clarity is king. Clarity is absolutely king. Number, um, also at the base is that, um, Oftentimes, there's a conflict. Um, you have to learn, brother, y'all listen to this, all my listeners. One of the challenges that I work with black men on is how to be wrong, Ooh. right? And accountability, right? The responsibility is knowing how to be wrong. 
What we do sometimes is that when we are wrong, we all hijack the situation. Yeah, I know I'm wrong, but you do that shit too. So what happens is so what we do is when you say, Yeah, I know I'm wrong, but you do that shit too, you've hijacked it. Right. So if you're wrong, brothers, you've got to learn to be wrong. And when you learn to be wrong, that also means having the patience to understand the impact of what you've done on that person. So if you have wronged me and I'm hurt, I don't need you to say, yeah, I know I'm wrong, but you do that shit, too. If I'm hurt, then I need to get it up and and get it out. Now, when you first start learning these things, then somebody might be getting it out for 30 minutes. But guess what? I promise you. That over time, you know, that amount of time gets shortened and shortened. So you've got to learn how to be wrong and saying, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I was wrong and, and receive it. And, this, and so when you learn how to be wrong, then because, again, brother, I'm hearing you. You are a compassionate brother. Right. But you have this conflict part within you. So if you learn to be wrong and be wrong. And then she's got to learn that, too. There's some work that y'all both got to do, y'all really got to do together because y'all, the way y'all argue right now and the way you, the things you all say to, you all, to each other right now, I'm still at the base of the pyramid, that um, these things didn't exist at the beginning of the relationship mm-hmm. on the first date. I have a brother who told me, well, Brother White, that's just the way we, we argue with each other. We, we cuss and we cuss. That's just what we do. And I'm like, no, it's not. It got to that point. No, brother, what I'm telling you, we've always been talking. I said, so on the first date, did you say, bitch, what do you want to eat? Nah. And did she say, your stupid ass don't know how to order? No, that ain't how y'all talk. <laughs> you got this. The way y'all are, where y'all are right now, brother, is where y'all got to. And if that's where you are in your communication, it's not a permanent place because that's not where you all were. It's a byproduct of here's the interesting thing that's happened still at the base of the pyramid. Here's the interesting thing that's happened is that you all are growing in the relationship. And so what's happening, it's like your favorite pair of shoes when you were two sizes smaller. They were your favorite pair of shoes, brother, but you started growing. And so those favorite pair of shoes became more and more uncomfortable and you had to get some more shoes. Well, we grow in our relationships. So the way we listen, we have to grow. The way we seek understanding, we have to grow. The way we communicate with each other, we have to go. The way we accept that I'm wrong, we have to grow. And so you all are having a growth spurt right now. But what you've done is you just grabbed your shit and walked out, and and your pride gave your side a high five. Mm. And now you and your pride sitting on that couch said, yeah, we did that shit. (laughs) So... In essence, get your prideful ass up and go back home. It's the most manly thing that you can do, brother, is go home. Because if you all ever decide to have children or that relationship ever grows to that level, brother, everything we're doing, we're teaching now. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to leave this part here, Elder. I didn't mean to take you know, but I love this. Nah, we love I'm going to tell you, you this right you. now, brother. Here's a truth. Here's a truth that I didn't get into. But if my if my teammate Dr. Bass of the White Bass Livecast, if Dr. Bass was on here, he'll give me high five on this. Here's the thing, brother. You have got to. You've got to get back home, and you've got to sit and have that conversation with her. 
And you've got to start on the ground floor at the base. And we're going to learn to listen. We're going to learn to communicate. But brother, here's the other thing. How you were handling things has a lot to do with your growing up. How you saw things. Um, um, maybe how you saw your parents handle things or whoever the most influential male individuals in your life, how you saw people handle it. One of the things I've learned is that, and this is not related to you, but one of the things that I've learned is that a lot of brothers who find it easy to throw up and quit, that's because they gave permission to quit. But one of the most manly things that you can do is say, I'm going to make this thing work. Mm. And I'm going to tell you this right now, brother, in a true relationship, if you really try to grow that thing, the truth of the matter is you're going to reach a point, my brother, that if you really want this relationship to be unbroken, here's the funny thing. It's got to be tested. The only way you can know how fast you can run, brother, is you got to run as fast as you can at time yourself. The only way you can know how much you can lift is that you got to sit at that bench and try to lift the most that you can do. The only way you're going to know how strong your relationship is that y'all go through some shit and how y'all survive it. Mm. Anybody tell me they got a strong relationship and it's never been tested? I go, oh, okay. Real talk. Okay. This is good. Uh, Well, we're now getting we're we're now getting into billable hours and I ain't trying to pay. Um, there so, we go, bro. So look, with that being said, you know I definitely am gonna give David your number if he want to follow up I with you later you, on. Uh, and if you want, I think even having him meet your girl that would be a powerful thing. But to my listeners out yeah, there, y'all y'all hear this wealth of information, y'all hear this knowledge. This brother is someone who I had the honor and privilege of have calling my friend that I can call on. But guess what? For a minimal fee, you can have him as a friend too in your life. <laughs> Evaluatinglife.com. Well, I love you, Elvis. <laughs> y'all can reach Tony. <laughs> You can reach me at evaluatinglife.com um, if you're interested in individual couples counseling. Once again, evaluatinglife.com. Just um, go there, the, the information line, and put it in. And you um, that same line connects you to myself and, as you all know by now, Dr. Bass. So um, both myself and Dr. Bass um, are available at that. Once again, that's evaluatinglife.com. So that's your home for social and emotional well-being. So we're here for you. All right, then. Uh, again, Dr. White, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Have a blessed day. Congratulations to your daughter, right, and we'll talk soon. All right. Love you, man. All right. Well, Peace. That was great, man. That, that was that was a good session. That was a good session. David, how you feel? Uh, I feel good. Real conversation. He out of phone now. Because some of the stuff I see in your face, you're like, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> some of you said that. Some of it, I'm listening like, shit, we ain't even a professional. We said something. <laughs> I was like, hey, I, hey, listen, it comes. I was like, hey, man, I ain't too bad, man. <laughs> hey, maybe Keith and Elgin can do what Bass right, and White right. do. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, no, go ahead. You go. You go. Then I'm going I'm to I'm tell how I really feel. Because I'm about to, like, because I want people to know I'm fair. I'm fair. And for my friend, we call it a professional. We got professional advice. That was called Russell Advice. Now you about to get some future next. <laughs> so, <laughs> How you feel? Uh, I feel good. Uh, it's funny because a lot of the advice that he was saying kind of resonated with what uh, you were telling me, Keith. A lot of it. So, I mean, it's... Just Keith? 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> no, on, on some of that talk stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how I handle my stuff. He 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 was he was spot on with a lot of with a lot of things. Uh, I I don't think that I conveyed. I should have. I shouldn't have came in so hot saying I don't give a fuck because it's not that I don't. I said it's certain things that no, I don't no, give a I'm, fuck. No, I'm glad you said that because you you do say that quite a bit. You and do, he, yeah. and he broke down where that stems from. Yeah, I mean, so because that's how you always start when we talk about this with anybody. <laughs> you always start off with that. So I'm glad. I'm glad you started off with that because he gave you. The, he's giving you the professional. Like when you say right. that, this is what you really. You really give a fuck, and you, you know, want to win. But it's. I, it's it's not that I it's not that I don't care, but certain things just aren't to the level to for, for us to for me to go back and forth about it. So like, yeah, and, that, and yeah. that's what he was saying. But too. also, yeah. that's a form of winning too. Shutting down the conversation like that, the way you want to shut it down, you want to shut down a conversation like I don't give a fuck. It ain't that deep, but that's winning for you. So do you want to be happy or do you want to win? Because if you yeah. don't give a fuck, that's what he's saying. Just listen. Just let her talk. Right, it's same thing and, and, and he and he said something real. He said, "The more you listen, the shorter those rants will become." Facts. That was real, and the other and that's real. real. The that's other, real. No, no, I know that <laughs> the other real part about killing the conversation is that I was taking notes, bro. And and he said, "Let it ride." He said, he said three things that was like the the biggest lie that men say to us, ourselves is, "Let it ride, let it slide, and let it go." Mm-hmm. Like we never do that shit, bro. Like like if you say, "I'm gonna just let this let this joint slide this time." <laughs> Let it slide, kill the conversation, but that shit really be cooking. Yeah, in, in, yeah. Like if you don't we say implode, you say, like you said, we if implode. You don't say what you want to say, bro? That shit gonna really make you implode. So, Jazz, if you listening, <laughs> yeah. you and Jazz try to say men don't. No, right. that's what men do. Women, right. yeah, y'all explode on the outside, so it look right. like y'all can't do shit. Niggas are dying on the inside. Yeah, right? I, yeah, and, and shit. I don't know the way I, I I view it and the way I handle myself is I just say what I gotta say in the moment because I'm like I'm not about to implode for somebody else you feel me like so hopefully you don't take this wrong but you know uh it's how I feel yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the, the, I, I'm I'm glad you went through this and and, and because you're not the only brother that goes through this it ain't no and the only reason why I know is because as I'm hearing him talk I remember when I used to argue like that and I know how I argue now and Thanks. like. I that especially the part of like um you know trying to say oh well you do that shit too once you learn how to not say well, that, I'm, I'm, I'm a king of that shit I'm just just say I'm wrong and just let it have that shit. I mean come on bro that's what they say I'm a narcissist but, I'm a king right? but the the coup de gras is this the nigga told you the same shit we've been telling you though my boy mm. you, you gotta, gotta go, go home. home you know what I'm saying like you got like he said it sets a precedent it's and it tests you like and he said some real shit too like your shit right now. Is different because y'all not really, y'all don't got no kids. Right. But you ain't leaving your kids. Right, right, right. You ain't leaving your kids, bro. So like that, right. he said some real shit right there. Like that, shit easy to leave right now, but I ain't about to leave the house with my kids. There. And like he said, it sets a precedent. Like you're not finna just be doing this every time we arguing. It's get the fuck out. Like nah, nigga. Like and like he said, before y'all get there, how did you get up that that period? You know what I'm saying? Like you got. I wanted to. Come, I wanted to double up and like yo, but. If we neglect all of those things at the base and we still get there, what's your advice for that? Well, well, let me tell you too. Okay, we got and I love Gary, but Gary is giving advice from a Gary lens. Got you. He's he's a Gary type guy, meaning he's a he's a married dude. You know what I'm saying? Like even that philosophy of do you want to be happy? You're gonna win. Me, you know, 
I'm gonna win. <laughs> Still, but y'all be I mean, happy. Like, winning like, made me happy. Like, but, yeah, like, winning made me happy. It's some niggas like that. So let's, uh, again, we talked about there was, a, there was some Russell advice. There's the other side. So it's, it's more than two ways to skin a cat. It's like that, I'm, um, when we had that, uh, what was that episode with Pastor Cal and then was here? Yeah. You get it. was like the episode with Pastor Cal and then was here. And it's like, um, even though we had this full conversation, when Mark was like, well, shit, you should take some time in self care. Self care. What's that? What's that? Like these niggas don't even know what self care is. So you know their their advice comes from a certain lens. So like I understood it because half of what he be doing, what he was describing, like he comes from the happy wife, happy life generation. My dad generation. Like I see how my dad operate with his wife. He does exactly what Gary's talking about. You would think like, damn, she talking crazy. My dad feels the plan feels a little more equal this now. You know what I'm saying in 2020. Like I need to be just as happy as you. Dad, what you want to do though, bro? You know what I'm saying? What you want to do? Because I did like how he talked about the money thing. Yeah, like how because we do be that. Because I know I be beating myself up about money. I did way way more than way more than your shot to do, bro. Like and then you be thinking because you be wanting to be the man. Exactly, you want to be the man. Like you want to eat what you mean. You got it again, bro. God damn, like so, like you beat yourself up more than she. She like, nah, it's cool. Like I got it. Like you know what I mean. Like I got I'm it. a firm believer. Uh, my shot do be true sometimes. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in making sure that you know. I took my shoulder. Hold on. I took my shoulder. <laughs> Dave trying to get serious. Hold on. Yeah. I gotta say this. You always count on E. I gotta say this. Everybody <laughs> say some Look, real shit. And I don't want to. I don't want to say this silly shit after his real shit. That's why I said, let me get mine. All right. Look. 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 My girl, man, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be all, you know, mature about my shit, right? And, you know, you know, hey, man, this week, you know, I, it really ain't in my budget to be eating out like that. <laughs> it ain't really in my budget to be eating out. I'm trying to say this shit in a mature way. Try to go hit me with, damn, your budget ain't got $20. <laughs> <laughs> dang, dang, dang. Yeah, see, that be the shit we be talking about. Hey, that's Dr. a heartbreaker. Hey, that's like a, that's hey, what we talking about, Dr. Dr. That be the shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's, see, they said, they were just about to say some real shit. Now you're like, nah. Right, see, right, right, nah. right. That's a fact. Hey, look. She said they got $20. Man, here. Right, all right. Now, now I'm fucked up. Now that, my phone bill. They just like, bill. nah, shut If you need anything, just ask. Uh, <laughs> I need $50. Damn. Um, 50 <laughs> Oh, but like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. And I'm gonna leave it here. Um, what, what I gathered from Dr. White, he gave some incredible advice. And one of the things that I, I want to make sure that I look at for the rest of this year and all of 2021 and just in, in general is work on myself as much as I possibly can work on my default. Some of the things that I see that, uh, need to be worked on as much as possible. And as far as communication is concerned, work on those things, because even realistically, even if things don't necessarily work out uh, in in this relationship, just in general, period. And, I, and I, I'm saying I wanted to. I want I definitely wanted to. But, you know, I have to be a better communicator. I think that I gave myself a lot more credit than probably what I deserved as far as being a communicator or be, a better listener, because at a certain point in time, I kind of tune out and I'd be like. You still like it'd be hour and a half in. I'd be like, you you still talking? Like what the what the hell? Like yeah. Can I ask you a question, bro? Go ahead, shoot. Do you love you? Do I love me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, bro, who I am today? At how old are you? I'm 32. So at 32, um, you know, the brother that I I've created this life, you know, what I'm saying, and, and who I am. Do I love myself? Like, can you really answer that question? 
That's a that's an incredible question. For really, really good. Uh, that's a centered question. Yeah, I, and I I could give you more context on why I even asked that question. Right, right. Just because it's like you know, every time you get to talking about the relationship again, it's always talking about like your flaws and what you can fix and what you can do more of and like do better at. But it's like, what are the things that you appreciate about yourself that you always do? To just be like, you know, pray, give yourself some praise. Like, we was praising you for all your physical attributes, but, like, what's something that you could really genuinely say, like, yo, I'm good at this. Pause. Or, like, this is, like, your pause. <laughs> I knew it was one in there somewhere. I've been waiting for brothers yeah, to be mature yeah, yeah. I ready, and comfortable. You, you heard me try it, bro. You, you heard know, me try it, bro. Man, we can't bro. never do it. But, but not seriously, bro, like, uh, you know, so I guess there's two questions there. Do you love yourself, bro, one? And then the second one is, like, what can you praise yourself for? Yes, I do love myself. I will I will say that. Um cuz I know where I came from and where I am now. Mm. So, I'm I'm very proud of the 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 work that I put in to get to this point where I am at. But I will say this. Um I do have a lot of uh uh doubt in myself and it stems recently from not only just uh uh lack of financial, you know, stability, but more so uh, unresolved issues that I had in the past that I got it squared away. Mm. So I'm I'm being like, if I'm going to For be sure. honest, that's just yeah, what yeah. it is. So um, I got a lot of work. So that's to answer your question. Yes, I do love myself, but it's always going to be until I get certain things squared away with me. It's going to be like, you know, whatever. Now let me let me let me follow up then because this is something that I've personally struggled with and, and had to figure this out on my own. It's like, you know, we always look at that that place at the top of the mountain like when i get there i'll be happy you feel me but the idea is that when you become happy is when you get there so it's like you got to be happy with who you are presently with the shit that you got now you feel me and then eventually you'll get there but if you always saying like until i reach that spot i'll never be content you know what i'm saying you'll never reach that spot it's always gonna be something else to go get you feel me? Yeah, and that's a that's a real statement. That's I, real shit. That that's and, and I can only say that because that's something that I'm personally going through. Like, or not even. I, I, no, I'm personally going through it, bro. I'm still learning this shit today. You feel me? Like, and being happy with who I am, what decisions I've made to become this person that I am today. Mm. If I fucked up my money, like you know, what I'm saying not being happy with those decisions, but just just realizing that that's what I did, man. And not beat myself up for the rest of my life. Like, I gotta be. I got to build myself up. I got to be like my biggest goddamn uh, cheerleader and biggest uh, praiser. You feel me? Because ain't nobody's uh, going to do it. What Cat Williams said? It's called self-esteem. Yeah, real talk. You got to esteem yourself. And plus, like, I heard an old cat tell me this. And this was like when I was with my daughter's mom. I was like beating myself about a lot of shit. And he was like, look, if you waiting to get your shit together to do all this and do all that, bro, your shit will never be together. Because you always are going to like want that next it's thing always you know so it's always going to be something so like now like where i'm at now I'm, i can relate to Marley. Like, i finally just started accepting it and like shit i'm doing pretty well hey. but my shit still ain't together but I, i'm it's together enough to still build the life that i want okay and like you know i heard you make that statement earlier and you're like well you compare yourself you look around but bro you know also look down sometimes like sometimes I, I gotta look down and realize like it's not as bad like it's always somebody worse than you bro like always and sometimes you just gotta look and check that out and just realize like now nah, i'm doing pretty good you know because last year this time 
I was sweeping for hundred dollars. Yeah, that, that's what I say. I'm making this money right. and I got a whip. Instead of and, and two, yeah, instead of looking down, two. yeah, like just yeah, look at look at where two. you came from. Yeah. But that's that's, a, that's enough to build off of, man. That's a that's a really good point. So you know, um, and when in doubt, pull the dick out. This was good. They, they, what are you, are you, are you, what are you? Are you? What you going to do? Back home. I mean. You it's, need it's a couple the, of days to get married. It's right, the mature right thing. Weed up, yeah, it's, it's it's the mature thing to do. So I mean, I got to get over my pride, my prideful self, or whatever, and just go ahead and make it happen, and listen more, be a lot more aware with what's you know in front of me as far as my relationship, and just try to be a better listener because I'm not really a great. Listener. Yeah, because like thank you, like and and the reason why because you said it, you said. I got to marry, like, I want to marry this woman. I did, yeah. And, I mean, I still feel that way. I think that outside of the situation that we're currently in, I think it's a lot of good in um in our relationship. I, I've seen, I feel like I, I, I can see a future. And that's something that a lot of men, I, I, I want to say we, 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 we say we can see a future with certain women, and... We don't really mean it. I really believe in my heart. I, I can see something with her. So, you know, I want to make it happen. So we're going to wrap it up like this. Um, one, one, appreciate you for coming on just for uh, lending a platform to other brothers that needed to hear this. Uh, and I, I, would, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say we all learned something. Absolutely. Just from hearing Definitely. Dr. Definitely. White. Absolutely. So we appreciate you for doing that. Um, but, you know, as we close up and – I know she's never gonna listen to this episode. That's why we was able to do it. She doesn't doesn't listen to it. Damn. Um but just in case she does, talk to her right now and tell her why you wanna come home and you want this to work. Hmm. Huh? Let me be let me let me think about what I wanna say before I say it, because you know I can, I can All right, we can edit it out. What you say, what you say, Key? Nah, uh <laughs> I want to come home because I don't like to argue and I don't like to be in a space of just, you know, going back and forth about certain shit. I just don't. I I much rather just be happy with you. So oh, I want to make sure that you You're right here. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure that you understand that, you know, uh it's a lot of good that we've it's a lot of bad and a lot of good we've been through, but I can see a future with us. So I, I definitely want to make sure that you understand that, you know, I do love you. And uh, I'm tired of arguing about bullshit. I'm tired of going back and forth about it. So, you know, oh, that's why I want to come home. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. With that being said, man, we love y'all. We need y'all. Most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Just Elder Podcast. We dedicate this song to David and his beautiful lady. You're my love, you're my angel, the of my dreams. This is what you tell her. I like to thank you for waiting patiently. And this is what you tell her right here.